Hello everyone and welcome to HR Works COVID-19 update. We really appreciate you taking time out of your busy day to join us. I'm the host of HR Works, Jim Davis, and the editor of the HR Daily Advisor. Last time we were discussing the rollout of several vaccines that are very promising um, with Dr. Sri Jaguduru, the Chief Medical Officer for CVS Caremark. Uh, he is with us again today to discuss the state of testing right now, um, how it's advanced since last time we talked a few months ago, uh, what we can expect from the future, and how employers are handling uh, testing. So um, Dr. Chaguduru is the Chief Medical Officer for CVS Caremark, the pharmacy benefits management business for CVS. He focuses on enhancing the quality of services provided to millions of its members and patients, while also contributing to the overall mission of CVS Health. Most recently, he was the Chief Population Health Officer at Partners Healthcare. In that role, he led the system's accountable care organization, one of the largest in the nation, serving over 600,000 lives. Previously, he was a healthcare consultant at McKinsey & Company. Dr. Chaguduru is a practicing internal medicine physician at Massachusetts General Hospital and a lecturer at Harvard Medical School. His articles have appeared in publications such as the New England Journal of Medicine, JAMA, and Health Affairs. Thanks, Sri, for joining us again today. It's my pleasure. Thank you for having me. Absolutely. Um, last time we were talking about vaccines. Uh, this time we're just going to revisit the concept of testing. How are we doing with testing now? How has that evolved over the past few months since we spoke? So there, um, it's both promising and challenging. So the promising aspect here is that we have uh, as a country, uh, substantially improved our ability uh, to test across the country. We have more tests, more locations for testing. Um, you know, as uh, at CBS Health, for example, uh, we now have ramped up to 4,000 locations across the country, uh, providing nearly 90,000 tests and have provided uh, over 6 million tests uh, for the country. And um, however, the challenge that we're seeing is uh, even though we have increased availability of testing, um, we have, uh, at the time that we're recording this, just such a substantial increase in the number of cases. And so uh, over the last um, uh weeks or so, we are now consistently surpassing over 100,000 uh, people who are testing positive. Um, and then the percent positivity rate has increased as well. We generally have been trending at around 10% positive um, across the country, and now we're uh, trending at 15% positive. Uh, and the dynamics there are that we have more people who are suspected of um, having contracted COVID. There's more reasons that people are getting uh, tested, not only for um, expect, ex, um, you know, exposure or suspicion of symptoms, but also for business continuity uh, or travel purposes. Um, and so we see both um, increased availability of testing, but increased, uh, substantially increased demand for that testing as well, given uh, the most recent dynamics. This is a critical moment 
for our country. You know, we have the one administration leaving. Many were critical of how they handled coronavirus, um, including rolling out testing. Um, and we have the Biden administration will be taking over things on January 20th. They've already formed a task force and are in the process at the time of recording and negotiating, getting access to certain information from the current administration in order to better better roll out their plan. Um, I don't know if you've had a chance to look at what's going on there um, and, and therefore what testing might look like under the new administration. And I, I can only assume it's going to be more testing. Are we ready for that level of testing? So I think it's too soon to tell what will happen under the new administration. Uh, the, the task force uh, has started to uh, share some of their early thinking in media outlets. And um, there will be, uh, my expectation, a continued emphasis on increasing availability of testing um, to help support the development of new types of tests. Uh, and there's a large initiative under the NIH called RADx and RADx Tech, uh, which aims to speed the development, validation, and commercial commercialization of innovative uh, point-of-care and home-based testing. Uh, I think there will be a commitment to improving access in underserved populations uh, that um, have been disproportionately affected by the pandemic. So there's going to be a lot of work um, that the new administration will do building upon uh, and uh, the previous administration, but advancing it in new directions as well. That's good to hear. Um, let's talk a little bit about how things have changed. Hold on a second. Let's talk a little bit about how things have changed. I believe the last time we talked, it was uh, we were talking about a plan upcoming for there to be enough testing uh, for employers to make use of it um, for preventative measures, to do things like weekly testing, um, since then, that has become a possibility, and ha and many organizations have indeed begun um, a regular regimen of testing. How, by we should be having some information on how effective this has been. Uh, do you have any sense of of what kinds of procedures that organizations have been using have been effective at preventing spread of COVID at their at their organization? Yeah. Yes, we have seen across the country employers and universities using testing and relying on testing in addition to other core public health and safety measures such as social distancing, mask wearing, um, and uh, hand hygiene. So there uh, and, and environmental procedures for keeping um, the work site or campus safe. So testing is a critical component for return to campus or return to um, uh, work site. And uh, what has, because of some of the dynamics that we talked about earlier on in our conversation, there is just an explosion of choices for employers to think through what types of tests, what is the operating characteristics of the test, and um, what are the business continuity questions that I'm trying to solve for, and how do I use testing to make sure that I can maintain my business continuity? And so, um, you know, we see that consultation is really important. Having a trusted partner that can help think through 
what tests, where to test, how to test, how often, uh, and then also making sure that all of the choices around testing are compliant with local, uh, state, and federal um, uh, regulations and guidance. And then also thinking, how does that testing strategy fit into the broader uh, health and safety agenda? But given the unique nature of each employer, uh, we have found that um, testing uh, generally um, uh, is a, a useful, it is not the sole component, but it is a critical component of maintaining the safety of the work site. In terms of exact numbers of how it has impacted, just given the variation in the different use cases that employers have, it's hard to put out a number of you know, X percent reduction. But with our own internal modeling, what we find is that uh, you can help um, you know, an employer think through well, if I have weekly testing of all employees or bi-weekly testing a subset of employees and based on the local dynamics of transmission as well as the potential that any one of my employees are positive, uh, you can see in modeling data reductions that can range anywhere between uh, 20 to 80% reduction. It really gets down to the specific tests, the cadence, uh, and working through that modeling exercise, but we see in our own internal modeling, you know, significant reductions um, possible with the introduction of testing as part of business continuity. Do you think that it's likely that employers will find the availability of testing to wane as the number of cases per day waxes? So, um, it, it is hard to predict that with great precision, but when we uh, internally look at our uh, modeling of the pandemic, we expect cases to continue to rise through the rest of this year. Um, as we have major social events coming uh, with Thanksgiving and the winter holidays, um, and then uh, as we move into uh, 2021, as the weather improves, we'll have greater ability to socially distance. There'll be greater availability of the vaccines. Uh, and so the, um, uh, uh, and then the other dynamic will be the one that we talked about earlier around greater availability of new test testing types. Um, and so, uh, the expectation that we have is over the next six weeks, uh, it will be tight. Testing will be um, increasingly pressured across the country. Uh, though as we move into 2021, with decreasing cases and greater availability of testing modalities, uh, there should be uh, an improved uh, picture for testing. Very good. Um Finally, the one, the last thing I want to talk about before we go is new approaches to how employers should handle testing. I'm sure we've learned a lot, and I, I know it's hard to talk about the specifics, but in general terms, have there been certain techniques that have found to be 
uh, more effective or certain procedures and policies that have been found to be particularly useful? Yeah. You know, there's um, two major approaches that employers are taking. Uh, the use of testing for symptomatic individuals uh, or suspected exposures. And uh, with that, it's about providing access to um, testing generally in a retail location uh, across the country. Um, and then there is uh, the other strategy, which is uh, surveillance testing. Uh, using frequent testing on site in combination with access to retail testing and uh, making sure that that regular testing, in addition to the other health and safety measures, helps uh, prevent transmission on site for individuals who have to work in close quarters. Um, and so we have found that uh, method using high quality point of care tests with high sensitivity and high specificity uh, has uh, been very successful in helping companies with their business continuity issues. We have worked with media companies um, that have, uh, as you can imagine, uh, production companies and uh, film crews and actors who are not able to, while on set, wear PPE. Um, and testing has allowed for uh, resumption of um, media activities. We've worked with uh, 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 airline where it's allowed pilots to remain uh, and crew to remain healthy by uh, routine surveillance and also to help them meet uh, particular guidance of uh, different ge geographies. So um, testing has helped uh, a substantial uh, amount of business continuity concerns for a lot of industries. Well, I think that's all the time that we have today, unless you have any final thoughts. These have been uh, the most challenging times for American healthcare, uh, as well as challenging, uh, one of the most challenging times for uh, our economy writ large. Um, I will say that I am very hopeful for 2021 uh, with increased access to testing, the advent of vaccines coming to market. Uh, and so, um, though we are in a difficult time at this point with uh, very high numbers. Uh, I remain hopeful for the upcoming year. And thank you for the opportunity to share. You're most welcome. And thank you so much for joining us. My pleasure. That's good to hear a little bit of hope. Um, listeners, we're always interested in suggestions for what you might have for what we should cover next. Please feel free to reach out to us on Twitter at HR Works Podcast. With any thoughts or concerns that you have about the podcast in general, Thank you for listening. This is Jim Davis with HR Works.